French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. It is hump day. We've got a fun show planned for this Wednesday. And we'll be with you talking some sports until 1 o'clock today, as we always are. It's play-by-play from 1130 to 1 every Monday through Friday on KLEB. In the next segment of the show, we're going to go to South Bush High School and have their boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams, on the line. We'll ask him about some of the things they're looking to improve on some of the things they're looking to get better at in the new year. Uh, As we talked about on yesterday's show, this is the time of the year where, hey, man, it's time to roll. It's time to go and get some wins. It's time to go and get in position. Tarpon's got a matchup against South Terrebonne tomorrow, game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. That'll be an opportunity to do exactly that against a Gator team that's been struggling so far this season. Then we'll talk some football and whatever else comes to mind at at noon. At 12.15, we'll go to Taylor Griffin. Turtle and I will talk about high school basketball. We'll talk about the bowl games. We'll talk about maybe some NFL. You know us. We'll talk some wrestling. <clears throat> and we'll um, get into whatever we feel like getting into over the course of that about 20, 25-minute interview. Then, at the bottom of the show, I've got my mailbag. I've got questions loaded up. You guys are wondering about a bunch of things. I'll get those questions answered at the bottom of the show. And we'll also hand out some betting picks as well to wrap up the festivities today let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here if you want to join our team contact coastal broadcasting we would love nothing more than to have you guys join our team in the new year we want to thank the blue boot foundation neil small engine do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results rouse's markets feels like home and golden motors where price is priority proudly supporting south lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's thank everybody for being here today, and now let's dive right into it. Last night, we had a busy high school slate. Uh, We're starting district in our 5A district. We've got a lot going on. We had a lot of non-district games in our other um, uh, classifications, so there were a lot of games and a lot of results to break down. We start with our girls' basketball scoreboard first, ladies first. In 5A, <clears throat> district play, Hanville gets a 41-33 win over Destrehan. So Hanville gets a big win over Destrehan in district play last night. Hanville, with that win, probably solidifies themselves in the early stages of district as the front runner. I saw Destrehan. I saw them beat Thibodeau. So if Hanville's then beating Destrehan, that probably solidifies Hanville as the lead dogs in district play. Last night, Thibodeau got a big win. <clears throat> they go out and beat a River team. They beat East St. John 76-66. to Great win for Ashley Adams and her team against a pretty good East St. John opponent. So a good signature win early in district play for the Thibodeau Lady Tigers, a win that will help them um, in their postseason positioning. That's the thing, man. We talked about this on yesterday's show again. All of these results right now are building towards the playoffs. All of these results are are helping you earn a seed or helping you. Look, it's more than like district standings. It's more than, you know, trying to, uh, oh, this team's two games back of that team. It's more than that. It's about improving your positioning. Thibodeau gets a win over an eight-win opponent. 
and that's going to help them. They're number 10 currently in the power ratings. That's going to help them try to solidify a home opening round playoff game. In a game that I was at and watched, overtime thriller, girls basketball, HL Bourgeois gets a 55-54 to win over Terrebonne. Back and forth. Wasn't, look, I'm not going to sit up here and lie to y'all. It wasn't the most well-played game. <laughs> there were a lot of mistakes and a lot of turnovers. Neither of these teams are amongst the best teams in our area. They're both kind of lacking a little bit, right? HL Bourgeois 37th in the power rankings, Terrebonne's 40th. Both of these teams are lacking a little bit. But it was very exciting. It was very exciting. It it made for a good game. It made for a very good game. Bourgeois gets a 55-54 to win over Terrebonne in overtime. In 4A last night, we had a local result or two. New Iberia gets a 50-29 to win over Lutcher. And South Lafouche defeats Carver 72-55. to Good win for Coach uh, Darian Jenkins and her team. They get a win over George Washington Carver in non-district play. Also in 4A action, and it's involving two teams, 4A and 3A action. <clears throat> E.D. White gets a big win, 46-16 over South Terrebonne. The Lady Cardinals honor Caroline Adams, who scored her 1,000th uh, career point. They have a little ceremony to honor her, and then the team rallies big around that, getting a 46-16 win over South Terrebonne. Berwick last night falls to Ascension Christian, 44-21. Good win for Ascension Christian in that one. Um Homa Christian School gets a win last night. They stay unbeaten. They get a 45-12 to win over St. Charles. Homa Christian School just plays that smothering defense. They just don't let you score. And if you can't score, then they're always going to be close to you know coming up on you. You make a little 6-0 run and the other team can't score, you could do a lot of headway or make a lot of headway. Central Catholic of Morgan City on the girls' basketball side gets a 63-32 to win over Covenant Christian. Good win for Central Catholic in a district matchup over CCA. Now, excuse me, we shift the gears and talk about the boys' basketball scores from last night. In boys' basketball action last night, non-district game, we had Bruley get a 72-66 win over Central Lafouche. Good non-district win for Bruley, who's really, really good. And actually, y'all, that's not that bad of a result for Central Lafouche either. Central Lafouche is playing pretty well. Bruley played some really good basketball at the Core Holiday Invitational uh, for the Trojans to run with them throughout the course of the game and stay close. That's not a terrible result. East St. John gets a 53-52 win over Thibodeau in district play last night. Boy, we talked about this on yesterday's show, and I I hate keep going back yesterday's show, um, but... We said, hey, is a Bayou team going to stand up to the river and say, bro, y'all not just going to bully us and beat up on us? Thibodeau had them last night, man. Close competitive game. They fall by a point, 53-52. to East St. John gets the win. Hanville puts it on Destrehan last night, 71-54. to Good win for the Hanville Tigers in district play. They're probably the favorites in both boys and girls uh, basketball in our local 5A district, right? We see that last night. They sweep Destrehan. They're probably the favorites. Are they going to be challenged? Yeah. Are they going to be heavily contested? Are they going to have some tough results? Yeah, you bet they will. But it's not going to be uh, a situation where anybody's going to be beating up on Hanville either. They're going to be putting up a fight. I think they're going to be favored in all those matchups. Again, game that I was at last night. Terrebonne gets a 53-46 to win over HL Bourgeois. Good win for Terrebonne. They're 1-0 in district play. White Castle 
gets a 56-39 win over Assumption. Uh, let's see, Berwick falls to Ascension Christian, 58-51. to So Berwick falls on the short end of that one. Over in 2A, Homa Christian School played St. Charles and fell 59-29. to Tough result for Homa Christian. Central Catholic of Morgan City. Ooh, they roll. They get a 75-11 to win over CCA in district play. Good win for Central Catholic, who looks like they're starting to play some good basketball. Talked to Coach Case a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was a couple days ago now. And he's just saying, man, we can't we can't finish. Uh, we can't finish. That's Ron Case, by the way, the assistant coach. Said we can't finish. We're getting overtime, losing, losing close, missing free throws, whatever. Well, you don't have to finish when you win 75 to 11. So that was a great result for Central Catholic. Before we catch our first break and go to Brody, I got a message that I want to send out. And I'm going to direct this at Terrebonne specifically. But it really is is more for everybody in the area, right? The Terrebonne boys got a win last night over HL Bourgeois. And, and if you're a Terrebonne fan listening to this, relax. I'm not about to say anything bad, please. I know I, I, I led into that like I was about to say something super negative. I'm not. Terrebonne's 14-3. They get a seven-point win over HL Bourgeois. Please, if you're a member of that program, or if you're a member of that support staff, or a fan of that program, or a parent of a player, Let's let's do the right things coming home here, man. Because, look, it's now several Terrebonne games I've gone to this season where there are guys out suspended. There are guys who, you know, are out because they miss practice or this or that. And I'm using Terrebonne as an example for the entire area. Look, man, I get it. When you're 15, 16 years old, you always convince yourself that there's always some grass that's greener on the other side. Oh, there's practice today? To hell with it. I'm going with my friends oh there's practice today to hell with it i'm sleeping until one i'm not waking up to go to that whenever you get to be my age you crave to have opportunities to be part of something again so right now you're part of something you're 14 and 3 you're excellent next time i show up to one of y'all games let's be full strength Let's see what you all have with everybody available let's go to practice let's do the things that we got to do let's not get disciplined let's not get penalized behaviorally for things that we could control that's the thing about life man life is really hard because there are a lot of things in life that happen that are bad that there's nothing we could do about tomorrow I may get COVID there's nothing I could do about that tomorrow I may get the flu there's nothing I could do about that tomorrow I may slip on a block of ice break a leg there's nothing I could do about that but behavior showing up on time doing the things that are asked to me following rules I can control that. So let's make things easier. You guys are 14 and 3. You guys are excellent. You guys have a chance to do something special. Let's buy into that instead of pulling away from that. Let's buy into that. And let's go make a run, man. Let's go make a run. You guys have everything in you to make a run. There are a lot of local teams that have everything within them to make a run. Let's pull together and let's do it. Let's follow the rules. Let's go to practice. Let's do the things that we've got to do. Look, You only got to do it for about another month and a half. The season will be over by March. But let's make it happen. Gets old when you text coaches and you call coaches and say, oh, this one's out, that one's out, for things that they could control. If in life we better handle the things that we could control, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm not a philosopher, I feel like 
some of those things that we can't control wouldn't rear their ugly heads nor feel as impactful when they do. Let's not make problems for ourselves. Life is too hard. Let's catch a break on play-by-play when we get back. Brody Williams, South Bush High School. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR First Aid Certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have South Lafouche boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams, on the line. Coach Brody, good morning, man. How are you? Doing good, Casey. How y'all doing? We're doing good, man. Look, it's a new year, start of, uh, well, not district play just yet, but you guys are going to start playing some district opponents. And look, we mentioned uh, throughout the last couple of shows that, look, it's time to get into gear. It's time to start playing some good basketball. The power rating numbers are starting to, you know, figure hot and heavy. 
Uh, talk about the way you guys are positioned right now heading into 2023. Yeah, we uh, you know we just came off of the uh, tournament, uh, EDY tournament, um, last week during the Christmas break, and we ended up getting uh, one win out of three uh, on, on the last day against Berwick. Uh, so we got some positivity, you know, some momentum going forward into this this week. You know, we got South Terrible tomorrow, uh, and then we got uh, Homer Christian coming up, and then after that it's Elmer, and then it's pretty much some district opponents, and then uh, then then district starts. So uh, I like where we at. I think we're in a, uh, not the best spot, but I think we uh, we have an opportunity to uh, you know get back to uh, 500 in the winners column, and um, I think uh, you know we got some. Some good games coming up, some good quality opponents, and I'll uh, get some power points, and uh, we'll, we'll see from there. Coach, talk about the, the EDY tournament. You guys were without BJ for the three days, but look, man, um, especially the, the first game and the last game, I thought the effort was great. You guys challenged Terrebonne hard, fought them to the very end. The Bruley game got away, but then Berwick, you guys put it on them and played pretty well. So if for nothing else, man, I think that you guys learned maybe – a little, a little built, built a little bit of depth, and also got some kids that were playing hard and busting tail, and, and you know they survived the week. Yeah, you know that was one of the positive things. Even though, uh, like you said, we were close to Terrebonne, had, had three and a half quarters. You know, we had we had made it a game, and then it was like a two minute span where they just kind of pulled away in the end and ended up winning by twelve. But we played hard. They followed the game plan. We had some guys step up, and and then Bruley is a quality opponent. They're not. I think they're thirteen and one. They're not thirteen and one for no reason. You know, they're very, very skilled and can shoot the basketball. Uh, and then Berwick, you know, we, we were a little bit nervous going through that game. You know, Berwick's well coached. They they play hard. You know, we were out a couple starters, a few starters, and um, but like you said, we ended up you know scoring a lot, of, decent amount of points, playing you know fast, and and ended up beating Berwick pretty good and. Uh, the positive thing is, like you said, we're going we're gonna to be able to play some more guys. I think some guys earned some playing time. Uh, you know, might might be able to, have to go to the bench a little more, play you know seven to eight people, nine people, uh, which is going to keep our guys, uh, our starters fresh. And uh, whenever you can have depth like that on the bench, it's always good. And then, and especially at this part of the season when you're going to have to start, uh, you know, maybe going to your bench a little more. How's Jacob doing, man? I know he rolled the ankle, had to miss some time, then came back, but then rolled it again, and then had to miss the rest of the EDY tournament. What's the lowdown? What's going on with his ankle? And, and uh, is he back, or should we expect him to be on the shelf for a little bit? No, he, he's back. He started practicing yesterday. He has a brace. He tapes it up. Uh, he said it felt good yesterday. He he wasn't limping. You know, he ran up and on the floor. So. I think it's uh, it's healed pretty well. He stayed off on it, uh, off of it on the weekend, and took those two games off uh, for, for the tournament. And I think he's um, maybe not quite a hundred, but I think not, you know eighty-five to ninety percent. And uh, I didn't check with him yet today, but I'm sure it's going to get better each and every day. So, taking on South Terrebonne, and I always told this to Coach Kale, and I know that he always agreed, is that we get as fans, we get enamored by okay, you know, the biggest games of the season are the games where you're facing, you know, the 20, 25-win teams. Truly, under this formula, Brody, the biggest games of the season are the games like tomorrow against South Terrebonne. Because if you win them, hey, not a whole lot happens. You don't move a whole lot. But if you lose, you tank. Tomorrow is a big game. They've only got one win. This is a must-win for your team. And I know you don't want to tell the kids that put any pressure, but as a coach, you, I'm sure you understand and realize, like, hey, we have to get this one tomorrow. Yeah, you know, watching some film, you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm always nervous for every game, but that, that's one of the actually one of the keys uh, in the scouting report to the to the team. Don't let our record fool you, you know, because we've been on that end of the spectrum where we we didn't have the best record, and we we you know, and they've lost some close games, you know, um, and, and same thing with us in years past. And we would go to a team that it might be eight and two, and we two and eight, and we ended up beating them. Uh, so records really don't always show don't always paint the whole story and uh that's going to be one of the point of emphasis don't look at the record and say oh, okay we got this in the bag because if you don't show up and you you underestimate your opponent you know they, they're gonna uh they, they're gonna sneak up on you and beat you do i think we are very capable of winning the game absolutely but we got to show up and play and uh prepare just like we would any opponent uh that we would play uh at any time you know and uh we, we got to show up ready to ready to go I saw Daniels at the LCO game. I believe it was Monday. He told me he's ready to go, good to go, back in, uh, you know, back at practice and everything. Should we uh, expect to see him on Thursday? Yeah, he's going to definitely uh, play on Thursday. Okay, very good. What are some things that you're seeing on film with South Terrebonne? I've seen them a couple times this season. They got the one big kid, is tall and lanky. You know, they make some shots from time to time. What are some things that you're seeing on film that you're impressed with in watching South Terrebonne? They they play extremely hard. You know, they they attack the rebounds. They give second chance opportunities for themselves. Uh, uh, defensively, they you know they aggressive. They play in the passing lanes. They're gonna they're gonna be you know man. Where we've seen on film, they might come out and play a zone, but they play teams man to man. They deny one pass away. Uh, you know, Coach White always prepares and then has a game plan for for us. So I'm expecting maybe some boxing one or some diamond one on uh, on BJ something like that. Uh, jump defense, you know, because they're gonna come and and throw everything at us to beat us, and they're rightfully so. And um, I think they got some decent shooters from the outside, but they're they're better at attacking the rim and uh, drawing fouls and getting to the foul line. So a lot like what we do, uh, try to get the ball inside, try to you know get to the foul line, play aggressive on defense. Um, and they got some athletic kids, and you know, if we, like we said, if if we show up and we half asleep and we don't play and, and, and play and match their level of intensity. You know, it's going to be a long night. Five out of the next six games are at home. Um, you guys are going to be in at Central Lafouche for a, a great part of your next portion of the schedule, which is your home away from home. How important is it going to be for the next old month or so, two, three weeks or so, take care of that business on your home floor? Because, man, this as we said, this is a critical point in the year. You guys got a lot of the games at home. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to defending that home floor. Yeah, you know, we need to get back in the in the winner's column, and uh, I, I think we're going to definitely play in a, yeah, it's not really our home gym, but home gym, uh, you know, it, it always helps. We don't have to drive on a bus an hour or two hours away. You know, we're going to have some good opponents, and there's going to be some uh, some close games, and hopefully, we, you know, we're on the, the victor side of those games, and, you know, we're going to play Allender, who we, we, we know we competed with earlier in the year. We're going to be playing... Central Catholic, who I've watched them play, they they starting to get a roll, and they got a they they played some good games this past weekend. Um, yeah, so we we you know one or two things can happen. We can either um, you know get further in the losers column, or we can get ourselves out of the out of that rut and, and get back to the winners column, start playing some good basketball, and uh, you know maybe make a run going into the playoffs. Sounds like a winner, Brody. Thanks so much for the time. Happy New Year, man. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, that's Coach Brody Williams at South Lafouche doing a good job.
this is a critical stretch. And I, I told him this, and I know he knows this, and, and I meant what I said. And I know it, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, right? Like, what? The, the game against South Terrebonne is the biggest game of the seat. What? But it is. They've got one win. If you lose to a one-win team, your rating number, thud. Those are the games that define your season. The teams that score the best power rating numbers, and look, I get it. Of course, if you beat a 25-win team, you get a zillion points. And Yes, I understand that fully. But the teams that consistently have the strongest seasons or the teams that win every game that they're expected to win. Because this formula really penalizes you for being favored in a game and losing. You lose to two, three, four, five win teams, it hurts your number exponentially. <clears throat> so for the Tarpons who are taking on South Terrebonne tomorrow, that is the biggest game of your season. If you win it, you ain't moving up at all. But if you lose it, Adios amigo, you're going to dig yourself into a hole that'll be extremely deep and extremely difficult to dig out of. After that, they take on Homa Christian, play Ellen, their Central Catholic, Assumption, and Vanderbilt. Look, <clears throat> I think our local 4A district's wide open. I think Vanderbilt's probably favored to win the local 4A district. But if you told me, hey, BJ scored 42 points and South Lafouche beat Vanderbilt, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. So I think that all these games are available. And of the, let's let's count them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games left. I don't think any of them are games that you could definitively say, yeah, no, they're not going to win that one. They're, it's all out there. They could finish 9-3, and 10-2, comfortably put themselves in the playoffs. If they finish 6-6, six and six, yeah, you're going to be on the bubble. Worse than that, you're not going to make it at all. So it's a big stretch for the Tarpons, and we'll see how they handle this big stretch ahead. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk some football. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jistler here. We've got one segment of football talk coming up. Then we're going to do friend. We're going to go chat with Taylor Griffin uh, for his regular Wednesday interview at 12.15. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our betting picks and our mailbag questions. We'll get the things answered that you guys are asking us uh, to wrap up what should be a really good show. Um, let's talk some NFL. Uh, we've got a little bit of updates and a little bit of uh, some good news to report from the NFL. Um, Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety who went down um, in the middle of the Monday night football game and, and suffered cardiac arrest. Um, sorry, you guys know what that means. I had to turn off the mic. I only sneeze here. You know, that's the most frustrating part. People ask me, man, well, why do you take like an allergy pill? I only sneeze here. I'm like allergic to this studio. I don't know what it is. I, I'm allergic to this studio, but that's neither here nor there. Um, DeMar Hamlin, anyway, uh, showed some promising signs overnight and is making progress, according to friends and family member. He is reportedly still sedated, um, but doctors are easing him off of oxygen. Um, he was on 100% oxygen. Um, but yesterday they were able to weed him or weed him down rather to 50% oxygen as they try to slowly get his lungs back work and slowly get his body, um, operating the way that it needs to. That's certainly great news. Um, look, he's got a long road and I saw some people speculating like, oh man, um, you know, I hope his career don't get ruined by the look, man, he'd be extremely fortunate to ever be able to play again. I mean, that would be like the miracle of all miracles if he were able to play again. Victory in this situation is him waking up and being able to have a somewhat normal life again. I mean, that's what victory in this situation is. He was dead on the field, and they revived him and brought him back. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's still here with us is a good sign. The fact that doctors are saying he's made progress is a good sign. 
and we continue to think about DeMar Hamlin and his family. We continue to think about the Buffalo Bills, the NFL, and everything in between as they are trying to navigate through this very difficult situation. Um, Let's talk about this now. And look, I don't want to sound insensitive because I know other analysts have, have brought up these topics of conversation and have gotten roasted on Twitter um, for even having the mere discussion of talking about you know, standings and playoff positioning and different things of the sort. But look, man, a couple days have passed and the season's going to move on. The Bills are going to play Sunday. The Bengals are going to play Sunday. We've got to figure out what's going to happen in the playoffs, man, because look, that's the that's the reality of, of what we're dealing with is that while I think the league was 1,000% warranted in canceling the remainder of that game, and I gave my very open and very candid thoughts yesterday on how I thought it was shameful that the NFL even approached them or asked them to go back out and play the game. Which, by the way, did you guys see? I know I talked about this in my W's and L's yesterday, how I said the NFL was lying that about, oh, no, we, we didn't make the kids, or we didn't ask the guys to go back out and play. We didn't do that. There has now been some evidence that has come out based on the ESPN broadcast, that they absolutely did tell the players to go back out. So my prediction yesterday that that was a bold-faced lie from Roger Goodell and his team, ding, 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 it was absolutely a lie. They absolutely told the guys to go warm up and get back out there. The players then said, nope, we're not doing that. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So we were right on that one. We're not right about a lot, but we were right on that one. Um, But anyway, let's talk about this. Let's say... The season ends and the Chiefs are 14 and 3. Let's say the season ends and the Bills are 13 and 3. Let's say they win Sunday. Had the Bills beat the Bengals, they would have been 14 and 3. They would have been the number one overall seed. They would have gotten home field advantage throughout the playoffs. What happens? Let's say Sunday that the Baltimore Ravens defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. In the standings, it would read as follows. The Bengals 11 and 5, the Ravens 11 and 6. Bengals would have a better win percentage, but they would have played one less game, and it was a very very losable game at that. What happens? Who wins that division? Who gets the wild card berth? Who moves on? The NFL has got to let us know this stuff, man. And I understand that right now our number one priority, and look, that that's the thing that's so sensitive about this because even the mere mention, like we're so, as a society, we're so conditioned to be pissed off about everything, to want to cancel everything and everybody and want to be angry about everything. We're so conditioned to want to do that. But we do have to have the conversation, right? Like, we do have to, at some point, release a statement if we're the league saying, like, hey, here's what we're doing. Because there's a lot at stake, man. This was not just some random Monday night football game between the 2-13 and 13 Texans and the 6-10 and 10 Las Vegas Raiders. This was a game that many were regarding as the game of the season. This is a game that had high-stakes implications. This is a game that 
is going to decide the shape of the postseason, and now it wasn't able to be played, and I understand that, and I agree with that decision, but now we got to figure out what's next. I think in the next 24 to 48 hours, the league has to tell us what's going to happen here. Is the Ravens and Bengals game for the division championship? If the Bills win Sunday, are they going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Here's what I think should happen. I think we shouldn't worry about the AFC North. However they want to decide that, that's fine. I'm sure they're going to have to issue some guidance because it does matter. To me, at bigger issues, the number one seed. Here's what I think should happen. If Buffalo wins on Sunday and finishes the year 13-3, and three, if Kansas City wins Sunday and finishes the year 14-3, and three, I think the league should then, assuming that these two teams play one another in the playoffs, I think they should give Kansas City the one seed in the bye. Give Buffalo the two seed. Because, hey, Kansas City earned it. They won an extra game. They were 14-3. and three. Buffalo was not. But if those teams face one another in the AFC Championship game, I think they should move the game to a neutral site. I don't think that Buffalo should be penalized. And I get it. They already would be penalized. They would lose the bye. They would lose everything in between. But I don't think Buffalo should be penalized by having to go on the road based on circumstances that are out of their control. Look, they've already been penalized enough. They had to sit on that field for 30 minutes, watch their brother be literally brought back to life. They've already had to endure enough. That's what I think should happen. Now, how the NFL handles this or doesn't handle this, I don't have a clue. And I don't want to have to be making those decisions because it's really difficult decisions to make. But we're going to have to get some sort of guidance on that within the next 24 to 48 hours because we're now Wednesday. The games are going to be played on Sunday. Those playoff brackets are going to come out on Sunday night. And we kind of sort of got to know what's going on. We kind of sort of got to know what the rules are. Very, very difficult decisions in the NFL. This is unprecedented. This is like unlike anything that we've ever seen before. We've got some NFC implications. The Eagles are trying to lock down the number one overall seed. They're taking on the Giants on Sunday. I don't expect them to have issues with the Giants because I don't think the Giants, who are locked into the number six seed in the NFC, I don't think they're going to play anybody. I think the Giants are going to rest their guys, and I think that they're going to kind of allow the Eagles to kind of waltz into that number one seed. But here's what happens. If the, the Eagles gag one more time, becomes chaos. The 49ers could get the one seed then. The, the Vikings could get the one seed. Dallas could get the one seed. So we don't know a whole lot about the NFC right now. The only thing we know is the Bucks are going to be the four seed. And then that's about it. Because <laughs> we've got a fight for the seven seed as well between Seattle, Green Bay, Detroit. So there's a lot going on. So the last weekend of the season is going to be very exciting. And there's going to be a lot of high-stakes football. And there's going to be a lot of big games played. In the AFC, you got a division championship matchup between Jacksonville and Tennessee. The winner of that game is going to win the division. The Jaguars have won four in a row. The Titans have lost six in a row. The teams are Absolutely polar opposites in terms of how they're trending. 
that'll be a fun matchup to decide the AFC South. So there are some really good, really entertaining, really exciting things that'll happen on Sunday. But at some point, and again, I I reiterate what I said at the beginning of the segment, I'm admittedly tippy-toeing around all of this stuff. Because first and foremost, the only thing that matters is making sure that DeMar Hamlin is, is, is good. But he's, he's under medical care now. He's off of the field. He's, he's on the road back. Now we got to figure out, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because there were some pretty big things that happened when you canceled that game. And it was the right decision, unquestionably. But now it leaves some holes in the boat. We're going to have to figure out ways to get some of that water out of the boat going forward. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. Who knows what the turtle and I will talk about in the next segment of the show. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines and we go to our good friends over at Friend Building Materials. And we have our guy Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner here at Coastal Broadcasting, covering South Lafouche basketball. Turtle, good afternoon, buddy. How are you doing today? Hey, doing just fine. How y'all doing in the studio today? We're doing great, man. Happy New Year to you and yours, brother. Let's start off by talking some Tarpon basketball. We have South Lafouche on the radio tomorrow against South Terrebonne. I had Brody on earlier in the show, and I told him this, and I'll ask you the same question. I think we as fans often get lost in saying, oh, South Lafouche and Ellender is the biggest game of the year, or South Lafouche versus whoever is the biggest game of the year. Truly, the biggest games of the year are beating the bad teams. Because if you lose to them, your number drops. I told this to Brody. He agreed. I'm going to ask you what you think. Tomorrow, you're facing a one-win South Terrebonne team. That's your biggest game of the year. You lose that one, adios amigo. The games against the lesser opponents, you have to win them all. Yep, yep, you are absolutely correct. That's uh, that's beyond just making a good point. That's beyond opinion. That's that's a fact. That is statistically, it is more important to beat the one win team than to beat the you know. While the twenty win team is nice, you'll get more power points. You'll get more credit for losing to a good team than you will for beating a bad team. So imagine how disastrous it is to lose to a bad team. You absolutely need to win this game. This is, so far, the biggest game of the year. This is very important to win this game against this, you know, just not very good, truthfully, one-win South Terrebonne team. BJ's back in the lineup after missing the Core Holiday Invitational. The Tarpons also played the Core Holiday Invitational without Jacob Kuroff for the most part, who re-sprained his ankle. And one thing that Brody said in his interview is, look, man, without those guys, we built a little bit of depth. So maybe we could look for the Tarpons to come at home instead of playing just six, seven guys, maybe play seven, eight guys. And look, that makes a little bit of a difference late in the game. Your guys aren't as tired, maybe a little more fresh. It's good to have depth, man. special about those holiday tournaments those uh you know i don't know their schedule but i'm sure they wasn't all played at night you know those those random empty gyms those those random christmas break games that just they're nothing like a friday night home game they're nothing like a friday night away game in a hostile environment they're just simply a weird game but there's something about them right before district especially at ed white that that holiday classic you find new ways to win. You find new interesting ways against teams that you're never going to face again to to really grow and develop your team. And um, there's, you know, these games are so important for so many different reasons, but that's one of them, man. I mean, by no means am I glad that Daniels and Kuroff 
or both out for whatever reason. But it's uh, I think we're going to find later on as the season goes, especially in the heated district, that uh, it was blessings in disguise that allow for uh, you know extra growth for this team in the future. No doubt about that. Let's shift the gears and talk the college bowl season, man. Look, LSU did what they needed to do, um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But boy, what about Tulane, man? They kind of stole the thunder of the day. They were down sixteen with four minutes, or down fifteen with four minutes left. Come all the way back, score sixteen unanswered. Look, I don't know what I liked more. Uh, I was happy for Tulane, certainly. But, boy, I was happy to see Lincoln Riley fall on his face again, too, bro. It was a double whammy. It's great for an LSU fan when Louisiana does well. It's great for an LSU fan when USC loses. That was that was a, a double-edged sword, and both edges were pretty damn good. Yep, yep, you're right. I, I was a, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I'm still, still bitter about that fake shared national championship in 2003, man. I'm really happy every time USC loses. I don't care who's coaching, who's playing, what kind of year they're having. If USC loses, it's a good day for a Tiger fan. Bonus, it's a good day for Louisiana because Tulane handled it. Man, that's that's awesome for the school, for the conference, for the state. That was a uh, that was an awesome day to be watching football. No doubt about that, man. So what what game was on the television at the Griffin household? Were you guys watching on two TVs? Did you have just one on? Were you flipping back and forth? What was your watch party like? Well, the, the Griffin household was halfway empty because the head of the Griffin household was at work that day. Oh, right? that's right. You did tell me that. The extra monitor at Dufresne Building Materials had it, <laughs> had it on LSU for the entire day, and then... At the very last second, we almost forgot, and we turned it on to watch the last play of the Tulane-USC game. So, uh, you know, we didn't see all of the excitement, but we saw the close. We saw the finish. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. That's identical to what my experience was, by the way. We watched the LSU game cover to cover and then realized, oh, crap, the LSU game's over. Let's flip to Tulane. Tulane's got the ball and driving. And we put it on, and I think the first play we saw – was the bogus targeting that got overturned. So, like, we watched, like, the last six plays of the game. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's about right. I think you saw more than me, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went. So tell me about the LSU game, bro. Was, look, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, Purdue was shorthanded, all that. But, look, they were shorthanded on offense. LSU's offense scored 63 on their defense, which was not shorthanded. Were you favored to win the game? Yeah. Even if Purdue would have been full strength, you would have been favored to win the game. But guess what? Nobody felt sorry for LSU last year when they played a bowl game with a receiver, quarterback, and 30-some players. LSU did what they needed to do. They were focused. They were ready. They erased all of this crap about you know locker room drama and uh, whatever the hell they were talking about with Keishon Bucci. They didn't look like they were bothered too much. They were dancing and celebrating in the end zone. It was a team that looked like they were unified and looked like they also wanted badly to take some momentum into the offseason. You uh, you're absolutely right, man. You you said it all right there. It was it was a fun game to watch as a fan. Uh, I couldn't imagine how fun it was for the players because, man, you talk about dominance from beginning to end to the point where it looks like they're just toying with Purdue, busting out the trick plays. We got receivers throwing touchdown passes to other receivers. Receivers throwing touchdown passes to quarterbacks. I mean, it was. It was awesome. They were they were having fun. They were. It's uh, I can't say enough about how you know that 
that fun way of finding new creative ways to score in a bowl game looks like it did even more than just get you six. It looks like, you know, that's not only is that part of the, the momentum into next year, look at us finding new creative ways to score. Man, that's, that does so much for the camaraderie, so much for the overall emotional and mental health and growth of the team going into next year. Just those guys coming together and celebrating plays that they've never used before, plays that they've, <laughs> they've never scored in this manner before, and you got guys high-fiving and chest-bumping and hugging wide receivers who are throwing touchdown passes, like, that's, that's special. That's awesome right there. You can't put a price on, on that, you know, going into what it's going to mean to next season. So I made the statement on social media, and a lot of folks agreed, and, you know, privately I had some people text me saying that they disagreed. Uh, I think that this is the as as poor of a team that LSU is going to have for a long time. And I say poor of a team, they went nine and four, ten and four after the bowl game. I think this is the floor. I think that th- it's going to only be up from here. I think next year you got ten starters back on offense. The only starter that you're losing is a guy who's kind of in and out all year anyway. I think your offense is going to be great. I think your defense is going to be solid. And I think next year you're looking at a team that throughout the course of the season will be in the top ten. Now look, it's the SEC. A ball bounce doesn't go your way. You could lose games. I understand that. I'm not trying to say that they're definitely going to go to the playoff, but I am trying to say that they're definitely going to annually be in discussion to go to the playoff from pretty much from here on out, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the more the more you watch, the more you, you watch the fine details that you don't get to see a whole lot on camera in the heat of the game, but, you know, it's I, I'm a big fan of just, just watching people's body language, you know watching the coaching staff, watching how the players react to getting coached, uh, watching things like that. Uh, I don't think this is so much, uh, you know, a one or two year one-off Brian Kelly magic. And then, you know, we end up winning a championship down the road. And then all of a sudden we're, we're seven and four hoping for a reasonable bowl game. You know, I don't think it's, one of those cases. I think this really is the perfect fit that will stay perfect for such a long time. As long as LSU continues to evolve and as long as the coaching staff and the players continue to be willing to do whatever it takes to stay ahead of the game and whether that's whether that's evolving the way the offense is run, evolving the way the defense is run, evolving how we approach NIL situations and staying ahead of the people who are always trying to stay ahead, uh, whatever it takes, as long as everyone's willing to do that, I think, I think Brian Kelly retires in Baton Rouge with at least one, possibly multiple national championships. If everything continues to go the way it looks like it's going. Yeah, I agree. Very well said. Um, LSU opened up their conference schedule in basketball, beating number nine Arkansas. And a lot of folks were like, hey, yay, that's an awesome win, uh, but you're going to go and get blown out by Kentucky in the second game. They were a 10.5-point underdog yesterday at Kentucky, and they were every bit as good as Kentucky. They fell 74-71 to but played close. Seems starting to open up some eyes. I saw some conversation on Twitter last night from some of the college basketball national analysts saying, hey, man, like, Maybe this wasn't just a team that was beating bad competition. Maybe these guys could play. And Turtle, it's so damn impressive. At one time, last year, 
not even a year ago, probably about 10 months ago, every single player on the roster was in the portal. And now, just 10 months later, to be 12-2, and 1-1 one one in SEC play, challenging Kentucky on the road, like, Coach Matt McMahon could coach, man. This dude's doing an excellent job. They're way better than anybody ever dreamed they would be this year. Yep. Um, while I have to confess, I have not actually seen more than, like, two minutes of LSU basketball this year. The The scheduling is so tough for me, and find, just finding the time and finding the broadcast and this and that. But everything I'm reading upon the, about them, dude, there's – there's a new best McMahon in the world in the house is what it is, is what it's starting to sound like. You know, as, as much as you and I joke about how, how brilliant Vince McMahon is, how about Coach McMahon at LSU? I realize I'm blending two sports here, but you can't help but, you know, perk your ears up every time you hear that name. This, this coach, Coach McMahon, is turning things around for the Tigers in an unbelievable way. Now, just as we talked about Brian Kelly, I don't know if this is a permanent thing. I don't know if this is a, he's going to retire and win championships. Maybe this is just some first-year McMahon magic. I don't know. We'll see. But, man, I'm going to have to get my butt to Baton Rouge soon and go watch a game in the PMAC because what he's doing with this program is unbelievably positive and awesome for Tiger basketball this year. Let's talk about some wrestling because we got the Royal Rumble that's now right around the corner. We first started talking about this. It was ions away, but now it's just a couple weeks away, January 28th in San Antonio. Last time we had you on, I asked you, Turtle, what's a Mountain Dew pitch black match? Well, in the last week we learned it's going to be Bray Wyatt against L.A. Knight. There's all sorts of weird stuff happening with Bray Wyatt right now. He got uh, his finishing move done to him by Uncle Howdy. We don't know who Uncle Howdy is, but I think we got a little bit of a clue of who Uncle Howdy is on the Ric Flair podcast this week because Rick was at SmackDown, and he said, oh, yeah, he was talking about uh, Barry Windham, of course, kin to Bray White. He said, yeah, I was at the show, and I saw Bray, and then I also saw, and then he paused and stopped and paused, and Conrad just kind of awkwardly said, probably shouldn't say anything else. There are rumors and whispers that Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy, what are your thoughts if that's how it ends up playing out? That was already my suspicion before the almost slip up on the Ric Flair podcast, which does, you know, pretty much all but confirm everyone's suspicions. You know, every every internet theory, every side by side comparison, you know, with, with the mask, without the mask, yeah, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure it's Bo Dallas and if that if that's the way they bring him back, you know, that's good for him that that's awesome you know his last gimmick you know while it was catchy for maybe one or two weeks i just i couldn't i couldn't get with it but uh you know if this is how they're gonna make it work that's that's great for him that's great for bray they're obviously gonna have great chemistry together um i can't wait to see where this goes i can't wait to see what's next now speaking of that and, you, and we talked about this throughout the course of the falls and how they're better piecing stories together and better stringing stories together let's talk about this monday night alexa bliss is wrestling and she sees one of the characters in the stands and is like hypnotized and is in a trance and then she flips out and like, dude there's a lot of weird stuff going on around this angle man it looks like alexa's coming back around and will be joining the crew here again very shortly the um, the recent, you know, as you and I had talked about, uh, I believe, privately a couple months ago, how it's starting to feel like the late 90s again, where it's just 
everyone's in a stable and all the, the best storylines involve different stables going against each other. Man, if they bring this this evil crew back, have Alexa Bliss back with Bray Wyatt, man, that would be that's more must see T V. That's that that's more unexpected entertainment from people who were never meant to be there just doing special things on T V for the fans. That's uh all signs point to that's where we're headed. And uh, I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but uh, it's just they're doing their job when you and I constantly say, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what happens next week. Dude, one of the coolest things that's happened in WWE in recent weeks is something that didn't even happen on TV. And this started all the way back in Thanksgiving. Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio show up at the Mysterio household and you know, they, they show up, oh, hey, we're here for Thanksgiving dinner, and then it turns into an argument, and then they jump Rey Mysterio. Well, they make another video on Christmas. This time, Rey Mysterio's ready. The police are there. Dominic gets arrested. Now they're turning that into, like, a full-fledged thing. Dominic Mysterio, who, in character, spent, like, two hours in jail, is now claiming to be hard, and he's claiming to be, like, this big, tough guy. He's got a toothpick now. He's changing the way he talks, changing his accent. Man... I, I'll be honest, for like the first year of Dominic Mysterio's career, I thought he was terrible. But this stuff has given him some some charisma, man. Like he's he's been the jail in character for like an hour and a half, and now he's this tough, hardened prison inmate who's served time. It's hilarious, but it's also entertaining as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh I'm with you, man. I always thought he was weak, he was not entertaining, he's He's obviously only here for one reason, and they, I, I don't know what Rey Mysterio did to have this favor done for him. You know, what what did he do to deserve them just making his kid an instant star like this? But now, yes, the evolution of the character of Dominic is amazing. I'm, I'm loving what they're doing with him now. You know, as you said, coming, <laughs> coming out of jail, you know, running, running around with Rhea Ripley doing their thing, man, Dominic Mysterio is proving me wrong a little more every week. Uh, he's he's such a fun character to follow. He's I think he's going to be around for years to come. Um, I know we've suspected it, and we you know we we've speculated, we've talked about it on this show. But uh, before they even start building up, this is already in the back of my head as a fan building up as this is going to be such a fun. Dominic versus Ray WrestleMania retirement match. Whenever that may come, I don't see, I don't see that, I don't see Ray ending his career any other way than that. And just them constantly developing Dominic's character before that does happen, it just it makes everything so much better. Look, we got John Cena back on Friday, and that was super cool. But I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. It also was a little sad to see that big old donut hole in the top of his head. My man's getting old. We're getting old. Bro, shave it off, man. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of people in this world that you look and it's like, man, just, just give up. Stop fighting. Stop fighting the hair battle. Just shave it. But look, John Cena has a very unique bone structure, a very unique face and ears and all that man he 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 may look really really weird bald like i'm i think he's fighting it because he knows he's just one of those guys that man i cannot pull off the shaved head look i'm gonna have to fight this as long as i can until i'm no longer relevant uh 
but yeah, it was a uh, it was a little sad to see that huge ball spot on the back of his head. Uh, but uh, on a positive note, what he did in the ring, what he brought, uh, the entertainment value, uh, dude, still got it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just continues to come back once a year just to put on a show and get the itch out. Sasha Banks returned today. She was not Sasha Banks. She wrestled in New Japan. She's got a new name. It was a very disappointing return. She didn't do a whole lot. The one move that she did, she botched it. The fans kind of didn't really react. Look, that's the thing, man. And I, you see this often in sports media. A lot of folks, oh, they, they'll leave, like, let's say, ESPN, and then they'll go to Fox, and then they're lost. Or they'll leave Fox, and they'll go to a startup, and then they're lost. I'm afraid for Sasha. I think she's a big star. And I think she's a pretty good talent. But away from the WWE machine and now being called, uh, let's see, uh, Banks Money or something. I, I don't know what, what her name is. Mercedes Money or Money, I guess. I just don't know that it's going to have the same luster. I don't know that she's ever going to be able to be what she once was. And I know she left there uh, with an apparent money dispute after walking out. She wanted more or whatever. Sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side, brother. Yeah, I. Um, she does have some entertainment value, but I don't. I don't think she's she's in the top five. You know, I don't think she. You know, as as far as today goes, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. You know, if she goes to Japan and tries to find a new way, I mean, fine, go do what you got to do. Uh, you know, we'll see you in about a year when you come back and make this big surprise, but. You know, if she felt like she needed to go for whatever reason, that's, you know, good luck to her. But, yeah, um, some people, it's just like just like regular sports. You know, some people are system players. Some people need that guidance. They need that system. Some people can't just go out and do it on their own and just get creative and make things happen. So Sasha Banks in the wrestling world is apparently proving to us that She's not an individual talent. She's not an individual star. She's a system player. She needs to get back in the WWE system if she wants to be as successful as she used to be. I'm going to ask you this. I didn't intend to ask you this, but when you said the word system player, it sparked uh, you know, a question in my head. Taylor, in the month of December, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks averaged 35 points a game, nine rebounds a game, nine assists per game. He's had some games lately that are just absolutely absurd. He's had a 60-point game with 21 rebounds and 10 assists. He had a 51-point game recently, another 50-point game. A couple nights ago, 39 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. For the season, he's averaging 34, 9, and 9, shooting 50% from the field. He's only 23 years old. Dude, we're looking at something here. Like, LeBron wasn't doing this at 23. Uh, this guy's got a chance to rewrite the way that we view basketball history. He's got a chance to be known as the best international player to ever play. Luka Doncic is unbelievable, man. He's doing some stuff that's just crazy. He's like a power forward and a point guard mixed into one. It, it, it's crazy what he's doing, man. He's, uh, yeah, as far as, as far as size and, and just, doing things that you're not supposed to do, he's he's that weird LeBron prototype point forward that has never existed before. He just has a even more different style. He's not relying on, you know, explosive athleticism and 
and all this. I mean, I I don't even know how to how to answer this. Like everything you said and everything running through my head, I, I don't even I forgot if there was a question or you just asking what a you know for me to comment on it. Like he's he's unbelievable. He is he's a once in a lot so far once in a lifetime generational talent. Um, would he be doing the same? Thing and on another team, I have no idea. Like, I don't know how much we credit his teammates, his coaching, his system that he's in, or his, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. This dude is beyond special. He's he's something I've never seen before, and he's uh, you know, the scary part, as you said, he's 23. Man, what everything we know about basketball today could just completely get flushed down the drain in the next 10 years if this dude keeps doing what he's doing. No doubt. Look, brother, thanks so much for the time. We'll let you go right here. We'll see you tomorrow, partner. Yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. I'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job as always. Man, uh, the Luka Doncic thing is <clears throat> we talk about LeBron versus Jordan. Um, if Luka Doncic gets on a winning team that consistently starts bringing home chips, he's got a shot. He's 23. LeBron was not doing this stuff at 23. LeBron was great at 23. Wasn't scoring 50 points with 20 rebounds. Like, Doncic is incredible. But anyway, let's catch a break. I got our mail back to get to. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store. As well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs, Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. The purpose of identity is to express my talent. God wants you to work so you can express what he made you to be. He's given you certain gifts and talents. He expects you to use them. He's given you certain uh, personality. We call this your shape, S-H-A-P-E. Spiritual gift, heart, ability, personality, experiences. And God has wired every one of us to do something different. And the reason we all like to do different things is so everything gets done. Now, when you do what you're shaped to do and your work matches your shape, oh, that's a whole lot of fun. How do you know if the job you have is right for you? You are successful and you are satisfied. You're fruitful and you're fulfilled. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We're enjoying our show. I want to thank Brody Williams for the time. I want to thank Taylor Griffin for the time. I want to thank you all for your time and listening. Uh, man, our, our audience is continuing to grow, and we're so appreciative of you guys. We really, truly are. Um, got a good little team here, good little army here, and we're going to continue to grow that army and continue to grow that team uh, until we could shine light on as many of the student athletes as we possibly can. It is our mailbag. I've got questions from you all that you desire to have answered. I will get those answered for you in this segment of the show. If you got a question for me, just clear Casey at gmail.com, at Casey underscore just clear on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Find me however the heck you want to find me at this point and make sure you get your question asked. First question is from a listener who wants to know, Casey, do you think that LSU and Tulane should play one another every year in the college football season? Um, yeah, sure. It's okay with me. I guess the only thing is, is people need to understand the reason why they don't play one another anymore and understand that um, Tulane shares some responsibility in why they don't play one another anymore. 
<clears throat> it's deeper than oh, bro, LSU scared. LSU doesn't. No, um, they played one another and they had a series uh, that was renewed in the mid two thousands when Les Miles was the coach. And then Tulane, despite losing annually in the game by 20, 30, 40 points, none of the games were competitive. Tulane then started, all right, well, we're going to turn this into home and home. You guys come to – no. So, yeah, I'm okay with them playing every year if Tulane comes to Tiger Stadium every year. I'd be even okay with like a three-for-one. You come to us twice or maybe a two-for-one. You come to us twice, the next year we'll go to the Dome. I'd be okay with that type of thing because, look – when LSU doesn't play a home game, they lose out on millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I'm all for LSU playing the in-state schools 100%. It's fun. It's cool. It's great for everybody. Everybody gets a payday. It works. But you got to be willing to play the game. LSU wouldn't go play a road game at Monroe. They wouldn't play a home-and-home with Monroe. They wouldn't play a home-and-home with Louisiana Tech. They wouldn't play a home-and-home with Southern or Grambling or Nichols or whoever. If Tulane wants to play the game annually, then they need to work with the system and do what makes sense and go to Tiger Stadium and try to slay Goliath. That's the only thing that makes sense. This is a good question here. I hadn't thought about this until I was asked this. Casey, where's Coach Ogeron going to coach next year? Where's Coach O going to coach next year? I don't know. I hadn't heard anything. Like I would have thought, that if he were a hundred percent on board with coaching next season, that like he would have been a day one of the offseason hire for somebody as like recruiting coordinator, defensive line coach, or maybe even a head coach. Maybe he's just at the point in his career where he's just not gonna coach again unless if it's a good opportunity to be a head coach. Maybe he's done with the assistant coaching stuff. Maybe he doesn't want to coach anymore at all. But that's a good question, and it's one that, now that you mention it, like I'm a little surprised that we hadn't heard that he would slid into a spot you know, at an SEC school or whoever coaching the line or recruiting. I'm a little surprised to hear that. Casey, will LSU's men's basketball team make the NCAA tournament? I certainly, I mean, we've got so much game left to play or so much uh, season left to play. I certainly think um, that... They've got a great shot. Um, you know, you, you open up the season of conference winning <laughs> against Arkansas. That's a great win. You open up your road conference schedule going at Kentucky and losing in the last seconds. Like, that's a great loss. Um, I certainly think that they've got a great shot. Now, they're going to have to be more consistent. They're going to have to sustain that success. They're going to have to stay healthy, all that good stuff. But if you would have asked me this question 20 days ago, I would have probably said no. NIT. In fact, maybe I was asked this question before, and I think I remember saying NIT. Um, but now I've evolved. I think that they're going to make the NCAA tournament. I do. I think that they're going to get in. I think they'll be, you know, 9, 10 seed, whatever. This is a fun team to watch. Listener wants to know Casey, is the LSU football team finished in the transfer portal? Is anybody ever really finished anymore? <laughs> I think LSU is going to be digging and digging and looking and looking. But look, every day when I log on to Twitter, you're seeing the stories, right? Such and such is in the portal. Such and such is leaving Texas A&M. Such and such is leaving Alabama or Georgia or whatever it may be. Um, absolutely. Uh, I, I I definitely think that, that they're going to be 
digging for linebackers. I think they'll be digging for defensive linemen. I think they're going to be looking for guys at all sorts of different positions because you can never have too many, man. You can never have too many. In college football, it's an arms race. You want to have as many guys as you could possibly have to build up that depth. And I certainly think that um, they're going to continue to be hunting and continue to try to find some guys that could help them win next year. Listener wants to know, Casey, who you got in the national championship game, Georgia or TCU? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Of course I'm picking Georgia. I don't have the balls to pick TCU, man. The only person that's been riding with TCU all year is Truck, and Truck's not in the studio today. Georgia's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think TCU's going to be able to play with Georgia. I don't think TCU's going to be able to stretch the field vertically like Ohio State did. I don't think TCU's going to be able to stop Georgia at all. I see Georgia running the ball. I see Georgia controlling the pace of the game, controlling the tempo of the game, and I think the Bulldogs are going to roll. I think Georgia's going to win by a couple of touchdowns. I don't think it'll be all that competitive for the fourth quarter, and I think Georgia's going to roll to back-to-back national championships. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Georgia all day long and twice on Sunday. Casey, do you think Kayshawn Bouti will be a first-round pick in the NFL draft? I remember when he announced that he was coming back about two, three weeks ago, going and looking at the rankings from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. And at that time, he was ranked as like the 24th best player in the draft or something like that, if he had declared. So that would lead you to believe, yeah, first round pick, late, you know, late first round. Um, with some of the drama that has happened since then, does he slide a little bit, become maybe an early second round pick? I, maybe. Here's what's the situation with Keishon Bouti. And the more and more that you learn about the situation, the more and more you start to realize. He did something. We don't altogether know, and I've been told some things by some people that I trust. I'm not going to share the stories on the air. And it does not involve orgies. It does not involve strip clubs and some of the rumors like they're out there on Facebook. I was told Keshawn did something at the bowl game that got him suspended for the bowl game. I was told that Keshawn had an argument with the coaching staff about it. After the argument, he said, you know what, to hell with y'all, I'm going pro. So I think that he genuinely wanted to come back. But then he couldn't keep himself out of trouble in the lead up to the bowl. When he couldn't play the bowl, he was disappointed and then said, all right, I got enough of this stuff. So will the character questions hurt his stock? You're asking me, will he be a first-round pick? I'm going to say no, but I think he's going to be awfully close to a first-round pick. I think he'll be very early second round. Last question. Casey, do you expect to see any changes coming to the sport of football based on the Hamlin situation? I sure hope not. Look, we've done a lot to make the game safer in the last decade or two. Maybe even it's maybe it's even too safe now. You can hardly hit anybody. You can hardly tackle quarterbacks. If you hit guys high, you get a penalty. You get you hit guys low, you hit a penalty. I really hope now that if you hit guys in the chest, it's not a penalty. Like we need to understand something. That while as bad as the Hamlin situation was, and we're still praying every single day for him to get better, we need to understand something. It was an accident. 
it was an accident. There are 30,000 hits like that every Saturday and Sunday between college football and the NFL. And the guys, for years, pop right back up. No big deal. This one time, something happened in the the electricity of the man's heart. It caused his heart to stop. It was an accident. This happens, and we had Stan on yesterday. He is at the head of a team of athletic trainers. This happens the most in baseball, a non-contact sport. Guys get hit by a pitch in the back or in the chest, their heart stops. Same thing. We've not done anything to make baseball any different, right? It's an accident. It's an accident. You're far more likely. This has happened, what, once in the last 40 years? You're far more likely to get in a car, drive, get sideswiped, and get killed that way than you are to have this happen in an NFL game. Do we need to be aware? Do we need to maybe boost up the training personnel? Do we need to maybe better train the athletic trainers to all understand? Because look, the folks in, in the Buffalo Cincinnati game did an excellent job. But do we need to make sure that our athletic trainers are more educated to these situations? Absolutely. But change the rules of the sport? Take away certain types of hits? Nah, that's not what this was. This was just an accident. Get our betting picks, then we'll wrap up today's show. I like in the NBA, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder to cover a point against the Orlando Magic. I think the Thunder are going to go on the road and get a win. I also like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. No, never mind. I don't like the Milwaukee Bucks. Sorry. When I saw that they were an underdog, that mean that must mean Giannis is not playing. I thought I was minus four and a half. Plus four and a half, I'm not taking it. I like the Pelicans today, uh, minus seven against the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are not very good. Zion or not, the Pelicans should win that one. And then I also like in the NBA, the Lakers plus seven over the Miami Heat. Let's get you a couple of college basketball ones, and then we'll get out of here and we'll wrap up the show. College basketball-wise, I like Georgetown plus 10 against Villanova. That's too big of a number for my taste. Um, I like Duke minus 4 over NC State. And then I'll give you one more college basketball game. I saw it here just a second ago. Let me find it again. The last one on the list will be this one, which is... Um, Southern plus two and a half against Prairie View A&M. Southern is really good. I think that they're playing at a high level for their conference's standards, and I think that they're going to win, get a win there uh, on the road. That'll wrap us up today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the, your day. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Boy, looking out the window, it's a beautiful day. I know we had to endure some crappy weather last night to get here, but it's a beautiful day. Take advantage of it. To our listeners, God bless you all. To our coaches and players and everybody in the sports community, keep working hard. Keep busting tail. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. I'm out. Adios, amigo. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.